A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the congratulations, Stevie and Pablo of this podcast. Thank you, mommies. Thank you, mama. <laughs> she said yes. I said yes. <laughs> Sledding towards the wedding. Um, yes. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the love. I mean, you've you've been with me this, you know. Oh, all you listeners have heard a lot about Pablo, too, and um, we're making it a fish. We're engaged. And I'm going to pull back the curtain because I'm just that kind of bitch. <laughs> we recorded this episode during a Mercury retrograde and a, a void, of course, food. Take a shot. And uh, it's a lost episode. So we're doing this all over again. The girls do know, in, in fact, that I've engaged and we've talked about it. But you know what? I could talk about it all still. day. I could I could tell this story till the cows come home, baby. It's a it's a good one. It's romantic and yeah, we're engaged. It's so cute. I love being engaged. It's like I don't know. It's just like feels fancy. 
Do you like saying fiance? I fucking love saying fiance. It just, I mean, I know this is like a very, not a hot take, but like boyfriend and girlfriend are just, we need better words. And I know there's partner, but it feels like a little queer culture co-op. Cool. What's the word? I don't know. Like, yeah, there needs to be a third. I want a new option for boyfriend, girlfriend or someone that's like your well, partner. You're not going to need. I don't need that right now. He's going to be your husband. Presumably. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Spouse, husband, a hubby. I don't, I just want to be. I could kind of be engaged forever, which I guess isn't like the goal or plan. But I like that. Like, oh, we're really going to do something big. But um, I want one day. But not I didn't. Today. I didn't like saying fiance. Yeah, well, you got wife. You went to wife. <laughs> I, just, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> You're like, I'd like the wife title, please. I I could. When people are like, they were engaged for twelve years. I'm like, I get that. I feel like because also I don't know if I'm gonna get to take advantage of a lot of the stuff that I hear fiancés get to take advantage of, like getting a free bottle of champagne when you go to the restaurant, or I don't know all those things that are really in person that I don't think we're gonna do anytime soon but I don't know we're also gonna not we're not getting married for like a hot minute not like a too hot of a minute but probably late next year is the goal I'm starting to look at things I'm starting to become a Pinterest person it's actually very I get it now I get it I get it now um a flash the rock to my gals as I do so pretty it's It's so beautiful beautiful. stunning mama's big stone I love it I mean it's feeling good. Should I? Yes, tell yes. us. Tell the tale. Uh, yes. Well, first of all, I think uh, now I'm having like phantom what is life flashbacks. I'm like, have I told this story before? And it's like, yes, of course you have. Uh, we like bought a rock together back in September. So like I've known things were coming one of these days, but I just didn't like know one. Anytime we would go do something special, I'd be like, is this? now but then like julie got engaged in november and i was like okay it's not like i know pablo is like a leo with social grace and i like i could just feel things pushing back maybe these surprise dates and then my bestie kate got engaged in december i was like okay this is gonna push back this date and then we dealt with a death in the family and moving in january and i'm like the rock is never coming that is fine it's gonna be one of the it's i know it's in possession i don't think he's pawned it like i i I have searched around like maybe times are tough you know stimulus check has not arrived still like where maybe the rock is gone but it was our four year anniversary. So we decided to go out sledding in a very cute town called Brightwood, California. Um, check it out if anyone's in the SoCal area. It's on the way out to Big Bear. It can be trafficy, leave early, I would suggest, but it's a cute little mountain town with like A frame houses and a cute hardware store. It's just like a cute little town. And so we decided to go sledding. And that day I did wake up and went like, okay, it's the anniversary day. Uh, he's not going to do it today because that's a very, it's tacky to do so was like, like that was like my bitchy thought in the morning. Like, it's just too tacky to propose. Like if you're going to pick any of the days, you're going to pick the very most like, not obvious day, but yeah, I guess I thought of like, it's kind of too obvious. We'll go have fun. Plus we kind of had some fights over the weekend. So I was like, mm, I don't know if we're going to like bounce back from these weird fights we had earlier, real life couple conversation. But anyways, we go out to this hardware store that my friend B and Joe recommended. Cause they used to live in this mountain town with their cute hippie folks. And we go to the hardware store and the old guy that's working there was like, oh, you guys, it's what are you here for? And we're like, it's our anniversary where it's four years for us. He's like, oh, 
cute. He's like getting pointed to his ring. He's like, this is 18 for me. Or this one's 18 for me. And I was like, this one, is it your second? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, like on special days, you just remember all like the cutest, dumb little details, even like, yes. like when it like builds up. And I'm, it was one of those days where I was remembering all the cute, dumb things even before the special thing happened, but just thinking, oh, what a nice day. It's just a nice day. Isn't that great? So he sh- gives us this paper map. And he highlights like a, he's like, oh, this is a good spot to go to with not too many folks. And I was like, oh, cool. And so I saved the map and I actually wrote like our engagement story and pen and paper on the back. Aww. So for my future uh, grandchildren that are like scouring the earth for water, we'll be like, oh, how nice of you, grandma. We're we're dying here. Um, So we get we bought some mittens and sleds and stuff. And it's like a beautiful day. It's snowy. There's like snow on the ground, but it's like hot and 50 ish degrees. So we get in the car and we're driving. It's beautiful mountains and stuff. And we get to this little pullout spot. It's also the Super Bowl. So there's we thought there wouldn't be many people, but there's like actually a decent amount more people with like kids and like their parents brought like huge 12 packs of Coke and like grills and, and mini TVs and stuff like people were like staying for the day. And we're like, oh, OK, it's yeah. kind of bumping. But it was but it was like a cute bump. And we're like, what a pleasant day. All these kids are drinking coats, Cokes and eating hot dogs and like watching the Super Bowl while they sled. And so we like walk a bit down this mountain path to this cute, really cute. Like I keep just saying like winter wonderland, but it was, it was like, it felt like Northern California. There's like really tall Sequoia trees covered in snow. And it was at the edge of this like cliff face where like when we were sledding it almost felt like we could go off the edge of a cliff, but you stop like five, 10 feet before. And it's like, ah, cool. Like the it felt like danger. Um, Aries moon popping out. But so we walk and we had this like totally empty space for like three ish hours or so. Like we were all and if, just so y'all know in California, especially Southern California in a pristine vacation destination, that is rare to have like a slice of nature to yourself where like no one walked by. We didn't hear anybody. It was just like perfect. Like that never happened. And so we like sledded sled for two hours and uh, built a snowman and we were just like just having a nice day. So a lot of time had went by too, enough to the point where I was like, I didn't even think about it because it was just like today is a sledding day and that's our four year. Cool. Very easy. And then I took a picture of Pablo out at the edge of this cliff thingy. And then he was like, oh, you go to the edge of the cliff thingy and look out into nature like look into the abyss and I was like oh that's so cute because he never takes pictures of me like that he takes the worst pictures of me like historically it's one of those like things where he'll like I'll be like get a picture of me and he like he like almost like points it at the ground so here and then I'm like no like frame it and like just like do it right like let's like if I'm gonna ask like just get the shot so anyways like in my bitchy mind I was like oh that's so sweet (laughs) like he never does that like a pondering Instagram picture and then I was like pose you know like looking out into the abyss posing and I'm like he's quiet a little too long and then I turn around he was on bended knee and he got me it was such a surprise I felt truly tricked and I'm like not easy to surprise not easy to trick but I knew but it was so out of my mind from that day and I said yes I think we definitely blacked out and checked later we're like did we like what did we say and I don't remember things I think he said something like Stephanie Alexis Anderson, will you be a Goldstein? And then we cried and took pictures and sledded some more and ate bologna sandwiches and drank a Coors. We brought one Coors Light each because we were driving. And 
yeah and then we just came home and called our parents and um I guess I think he watched the Super Bowl. Yeah, he watched the Super Bowl and I like called people. <laughs> and Aww. now that's it. It's so sweet. That's so that's, sweet. Yeah, it's beautiful. Aww. I love the snow. It's what a cute. And like I was just following some I follow some you know, I don't even want to say. I just saw an account <laughs> and I'm not gonna mention it because I ordered something from them and it hasn't come. Ooh. And Uh-oh. I don't know if it will. Busted. And if it, if it does, maybe I'll mention them. But if not, are they international? They're not. Oh, okay. Or I think they do international, but I think they're based out of the U.S. So all right. Um, but they were talking about like cleansing crystals in the snow, and like oh. that's such a cool thing for like your ring to be around and all of that like yeah oh i mean the backdrop a snowy engagement for like the rock is like it looks good like it looks yeah. good against the white it really pops um and yeah no it's it's cute because like i'm from snow and i hate like i don't hate it I, like I, I moved away from it for a reason but anytime i'd bring pablo back home to chicago he loves snow he's like thinks it's fascinating and so I love seeing him see snow too because it's truly like a puppy he's just so like what the fuck is this so it like snow is like a cute thing for us it's like very like I I don't know like it's like a it reminds me of home and also like it's cute to see him appreciate things in my home and also like we have weird family ties where he has family from Chicago too and like in like I don't know like those things that just kind of bring you together so snow is like I'm happy to not live in snow, but I we've had like great moments together in, in snow yeah. as one. That's so nice. Yeah. I'm so happy That's for you beautiful. guys. Congratulations. Thank you. I know. I'm I mean, it's just sweet. I mean, I told him I'm really shocked I haven't been engaged by now. Like I'm kind of pissed about it. Uh and we should just get married soon so I can get to my second marriage. I'm also just kidding. I love you, Pablo. Thank you for listening to this <laughs> podcast and being a sweet supporter. And putting up with my bullshit. And I must say, I did get engaged during Mercury retrograde, um, which I did Google at large. Like anytime like retrogrades would come up from that September, which we bought our, my ring during a Mars retrograde. And anytime like retrograde things would come up, I'd be like, is it cursed to get engaged during Mars retrograde? Is it cursed to get engaged during uh, Mercury retrograde? I mean, none of them outright say curse by any means, but you know, it's the typical stuff of like, planning and you know venus retrograde is the one that's going to get real shit talking i will give it do a disclaimer if anyone does start planning things around in and around a venus retrograde but life goes on we do, i don't know we do I, I think it's too much to assume that if you i mean like if your partner's an astrologer and they <laughs> yeah. like propose during venus retrograde that's like fucking yeah don't do that mm-hmm. but i think it's too much to assume that like your average person isn't just feeling sensitive in love or like needing Mm -hmm. that partner in that moment or whatever. And the same with Mercury. It's like you guys had this thing planned out and it came to a culmination during it. It's not like some whimsical, like, oh, like we just met and let's go like Right. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't Britney like, Spears 2004 Vegas wedding, which did happen during a Mercury retrograde. It's like a very different Mercury retrograde yeah. uh, experience. And I think like, you know, are you like, would you have said no if it was during <laughs> a Venus retrograde? It's not like you can't assume that your partner's like 
I mean, Google which astrology things and when they happen like that. That's a lot to put on somebody. Oh, well, no, for sure. I think it's I think it's also we mentioned this in our in our discord that I got this from uh, Jess Colignato about a wedding day chart being like not for the marriage itself. This is for the party because you the decision to get married comes presumably at least in somewhat of advance of your actual <laughs> like decision, like the actual wedding. Tip, yeah. Typically it's you're not talking like you, about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like you hadn't, you weren't planning on doing it before then. So it's like all, I think the same thing with, with engagement, I think a retrograde makes perfect sense to get engaged because it also is a time when you're like reflecting and you're reminiscing and thinking yeah. back and you're also in a position Resting where it's like, and having fun. Yeah. All of those things where it's like it's not the again, it's like you didn't enter into an engagement is not a new relationship. It's a renewed commitment to Aww. each other. Like it's a it's we're we're re-upping on this and taking another step together instead of like which I think again is like par for the course during retrogrades when you're thinking about is this something that I want to continue or am I done on this? And it's like, no, I'm I want this to to go on in the I, next way i guess that's a, that's interesting to think of too because i think the things you see with mercury retrograde right because the wedding date i'm looking at is also going to be fucking mercury retrograde and now i'm like maybe this is just my thing maybe i'll publish like some goop book like i got married and engaged in mercury retrograde and how i did it <laughs> or like some <laughs> some demystifying that shit but um no i like just thinking because like a lot of those mercury retrograde things are about sudden things or new contracts or new this or new that and bad deals and this is like a very you know it's our fourth year together, live together. I, I live you know with this person other. we've been through some shit and that's the other thing is this year we've been through a lot of shit um with death and family and it was just that day was such a break from the stress from like all the stress we've been going through and it was like a cementing like I'm here to yell at banks as your fiance, not as your girlfriend over the phone and just to really be family. And, you know, then we FaceTime our families, both of our moms who talk a lot, we're absolutely speechless. And it was just like, it's just like a very cute cementing thing. And I know we talked about this on the last episode and now it's triggering how we got to there, which is interesting when we do happen to re-record things, but like that planning before too. I just like peeling back the curtain is like, we talked about, you know, we, again, we bought this ring in advance and we talked about it for a while. And like, even when we got together, I set timelines and expectations of what I wanted to do things. And not that it has to be like, I need to be engaged by this age and married by this age, but Hey, here are my like rough timelines. And here's like what I'm relatively looking for. Do we align on these things? And cause for a while or growing up, I always saw it in movies, like, you know, you, when you get engaged, like you had no fucking clue, like it was coming in. Like it was just a total surprise from whoever. And the same thing with weddings, like your bachelor party must be the night before your wedding. No exceptions. It's not a bachelor party or bachelorette party. If it's not like the night before, which is like the worst fucking, I mean, if you do it good for you, but like the risk of hangover and, you know, accidental deaths of uh, sex workers and things that you see in movies is like, what is, I think what was like really hammered into like my young brain and it's like, oh no, like these things are just way more like planned and discussed together. And even at Robin's brother, shout out where I got my rock. 
uh, because a lot of people are like, where the rock from? And it is a local chain, basically like a Zales or Jared. And I asked our jeweler guy, um, you know, like, do people do a lot of people like come in together or talk about it before? He's like, yeah, he's like 90 percent of the people like the 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 other the part two people are here. Typically, it's usually it's rarely like one person picking at random, like what they think the other person might want. And you can like, it doesn't mean that doesn't ever, ever happen. But just for any, I don't know, I think for any younger people or people wanting to maybe do things like this, it's, I think it's just like, I don't, I didn't really learn this until some of my girlfriends started getting engaged. And I was like, oh, you guys talk about that. That's cool. I had no idea. I, I think you just, you have to have it the way you want it, you know? Mm-hmm whatever works for you in your relationship. And I think there are a lot of people that really do want a surprise and really do want certain things. And I Mm -hmm. think there is some communication that goes into that as well. And like, um, yeah, some people don't want to pick out their own stuff and that's cool too. Like, I think it just has to be there. I don't think there's a right way to have a relationship. No. And so I think Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, if it has to be, I mean, I think there are wrong ways to do it. Certainly. Like, I think, you know, oh, anything, yeah. yes. anything I've, that's, I've done them, baby. I've done them all. <laughs> yeah. And like anything that, you know, is pushing boundaries or, or, you know, not abuse or anything like that. But I think for the most part, you know, it's, it's just about communicating what you want from someone. And like, even if that's to be surprised. Yeah. yeah and I mean, like, that that's much tougher to communicate I think is saying like Mm -hmm. hey like I want this but I want it this way or whatever yeah here's my links to my Pinterest boards here's the ring size here are the friends here are the friends that will guide you figure figure it out Mm -hmm. honestly I feel like people need to tell tell their friends that stuff too of like to tell their boo yeah of Mm -hmm. like hey if you you know it, like if you want I'll be one of those people like you can let your let your partner know like like hey I'm here- a person to come to I have a Rolodex of things that they want or whatever like mm-hmm. something well, even dealing with like a lot of this death stuff this year too is like oh like having uh, like now we're so much more aware of like oh here's this Google doc that has all my fucking passwords and yeah. here's this thing that has all my shit and this is how you can get into this and here's the point of contact and even like for me, like I share, I Google share location, like me and Pablo try not to track each other, but like I track my location with my good friend, Wendy. And I'm like, look, if I go missing, you can call Wendy. Like that's the person that has my Google tracking. So we don't have to be obsessed with tracking each other, you know? So like, yeah, um, again, all this Aquarius stuff when we got engaged was in my eighth house. So this was a lot of discussion about very like Sex, death, and taxes were very much on the on the discussion board uh, this past well, month. Again, even more reason why it's perfect during that Mercury retrograde because you're having all of those stuffs of merging in other people's stuff. All of that, like, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it was perfectly timed. Perfect. And and like you Thanks, know, <laughs> I do. I think a surprise one maybe isn't a Mercury retrograde one. And you right. know, there, there are no, certain right. other transits mm-hmm. and like the way that we experience life is not linear. And I mean, yeah. it is to some extent because we all like grow old and die, but like everyone is not experiencing the same today. So like, of course, those transits are going to mean different things in different people's life when it comes to events. And like, I think I talked about on the last episode too, like <laughs> I've been doing a lot of event charts for my friends who are like 
planning weddings or like trying to see if their COVID stuff's going to happen. And like, mm-hmm. I, I do use today's topic too, too, for that, like often because it's something that can be informational, but at the end of the day, like, I can't tell you if your governor is going to shut down your state. Like right. I can tell you, these are the things to look out for. If this sign is in this house or whatever, like this person may not be able to come if it's this person international travel or whatever, but I can't, we're not all living the same day. We're not all waking up at the same time. We're not all going to the same job. Yeah. It's oh yeah. It's all a mess. We don't know what variants are up to. We don't know what the vaccination schedules really going to look like. We don't know so much. So I think we don't know if things are just going to like, we don't know if people are just going to make choices, you know? We don't even know if we want the same sort of fucking weddings we want from before. Right. Like, hey, maybe mm-hmm. like maybe all these small things, regardless of if it has to be small or not, makes sense. Even when me and Pablo went to go get the rock, we went to just go get my ring measure. Size. We did not plan to buy a rock that day. And Mars retrograde. Now, this is interesting thinking about it. We went in and I tried on like four disgusting rings like in a row because I didn't know what shape I wanted. I didn't I didn't know anything like I was just like, let me see, because I think I'm a very try it on person. Like uh, the things I like on the rack typically don't look good on me <laughs> and the things that I would never pick off the rack. And then I put them on and I fall in love and I'm like, oh, well, it looks good and it compliments mm-hmm. me. And now I now I love it. And so that's how I feel about most things, including this ring. And once I tried it on, it was just one of those moments where I'm like, I love this. And Pablo's like, I don't want you to leave this store without like, we're not leaving the store without this then like, we'll get this. And it was like, oh, and it was a very unplanned moment. And I did get one piece. We asked our jeweler, George, he was this very cool uncut gem sort of guy who showed us like his big opal collection. And like, he's this jeweler in Santa Barbara and had like this whole background story. It was his retiree job. We asked one piece of marriage advice because he's been married like 30 plus years. And he said, whenever you have a problem, you go to your partner first. You don't go to your mommy or daddy. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's pretty fucking. He's like, you know, they don't, you, they should not be finding out after your parents like that. You go to them and then you go to your parents. If there's any other kind of problem now, are there asterisks to this? Sure. I'm sure, sure there's things like, especially if the problem is your partner, maybe you want to go talk to your, your mom, me or daddy, but I was just like, no, yeah, like you're your own, you're making your own family now. So you do have to, if something's wrong, you go to them. I'm thinking there's like a really good example of this. Brandon from 90 Day Fiance, they thought his fiance was pregnant. And before they got the pregnancy test, he's like, well, why don't we tell our parents about your morning sickness first and see what their opinion is? When everyone watching the show at home went, no, 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 just go get the test and know if she's even pregnant or not. So you do or do not have to have this awkward conversation. Yep. Yeah, and I think especially when it comes to... It's an extreme example, by the way, but it's like, what came, what came to mind? <laughs> I think especially that's valid when it comes to issues regarding the relationship. I mean, I think the worst kind of betrayal feels like, oh, well, I didn't know you were irritated about the dishes, and then you went and fucking told people or whatever. You know what I oh, mean? Like, oh, yeah. That kind of stuff where it's like, if you're starting to, like nitpick things about them that you haven't told them bother you that's like being a bad partner you know what I mean oh yeah and there's nothing I don't know about y'all with your parents or even with close friends but like there's some things you can't untell people too yeah and they're just gonna remember that about your partner so forever forever and not that that doesn't mean 
you know, from big to small, like, you know, it's all sorts of things, but just, I think not, not everyone needs to know everything about your relationship. Cause there's a lot of stuff you're, you're constantly working on internally. And if you start to let it know externally, and I really don't mean this in like hide, please, if you're dealing with abuse, like, please seek help if you can, but no, just like just, those little things of like, cause then you're just shit talking. You're just well, shit talking yeah, on your partner. I mean. You shouldn't. Yeah. And it's also, I think that that's a good way of thinking of it, of like, uh, if you can't say it to them directly, then that's a problem or whatever. Yeah. Again, not in all of those things, but like, why, why is that? Why aren't you saying it to them? If this is something that bothers them about you. And I think of being on like the receiving end of so many, and this is mostly in like high school. So, you know, everybody's learning that at that point, nobody feels like they have agency in the same way that you do when you're an adult. And, mm -hmm. but like, it's like, yeah, if you're just like telling us all the time how shitty your boyfriend is, like, how, how are we supposed to like him and right. like you guys together and, yep. and be happy for you in this situation? If you're just telling us that they suck. Like, yeah, it's not I winning think, me onto their team to support them. Uh, go, Lisa, because I, I have too, a story about that. <laughs> consulting like a third party mediator, like a therapist or, you know, mm -hmm. having some sort of mediator, I think is still a way of approaching your yes. partner. Like, I don't consider that like, oh, you're going to someone else. Oh, no. Time. Yeah. No, so, no that's like, a professional. Want, yeah. Keep in mind that like, if, if there are things that you're having trouble discussing with your partner, like there are other ways that you yes. can do that thing without, you know, without it being like against this advice from George who, you know, we yes. all, we all yes. seem to think is, is yeah, good he, he didn't I, throw in the therapist. Yeah, element, I was say, but therapist, I'm sure he would like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> therapist. I do feel like but it's a good, that's a good asterisk, mm -hmm. but also I have experienced in my own, in my own life that sometimes I will talk to my therapist about a thing and then not talk to the person about it because it feels like I worked it out, but I don't know if I've actually worked it out you know what I mean like yeah. sometimes it is still a little bit of bypassing that I don't think is is always good mm -hmm. I remember I had a good girlfriend Ugh, who she's still with this guy um they dated forever and ever and you know she would just tell me like the truth about things that he would do and also we lived together and so like I would know things and I'd meet him and like I remember they were going through like one of multiple breakups and I think she left, but he was still at the apartment and I was like there too. Like, it was like, oh, hey, uh, Tony, I'll call him Tony. Like, hey, Tony, like, oh God, are you guys breaking up? He's just, oh my gosh, like, blah, 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 I'm breaking up. It's like, I'm like, well, you don't give me much reason to fight for you, by the way. Whenever you're here, you're not really nice to me. You don't talk to me. And you tell her that you don't like her friends. And she's told us all this. So yeah, none of her friends are supporting you in this fight. So maybe try to become, you don't have to be friends. You don't have to be best friends with your partner's friends, but like, give us a reason to root for you. Mm -hmm. I give, think you do have to be able to be friendly with the people. Friendly, yeah. for friendly and, and like, minimum. you don't have to have a separate text message with them, but like, I, I think it becomes, it, 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 foreshadows in some ways abuse when we're we're a reason that people aren't seeing their friends right mm -hmm. for sure well it's I think it's also like at the very least you don't yeah you don't have to like necessarily have your own separate outside relationship with them or whatever it is but it's also no like, not at these all are people but if these are people that are important to your partner and you can't um be kind to them simply by the virtue of that they are important to you that I think signifies how they care about other things in your life. 
your career, your hopes and dreams, your wants for your own, you know, how you prefer things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna be supportive of me having of the things that I have that I like, then I don't and, know. And also mm-hmm. like, it's okay if you don't like your partner's friends and yes. you don't want to hang out with them. It's just yes. that if you're like a reason, if you're telling them they can't be around so-and-so or whatever, I think that is where the, exactly this becomes and and maybe there are i guess there are definitely exceptions to that but i think in general if it's like i guess you know if if i'm trying to think if like a person was like being abusive towards your partner as a friend Mm. then maybe you would want to step in but it's just one of those things where um if you're starting to realize that your partner's your only friend <laughs> you're in trouble yeah well i think that in this situation and i've been in i've been in similar i think they think their relationship is an island which can be mm-hmm. very abusive and i just remember i'm trying to think it's so this is like college days like it's so long ago but i feel like it was like situations where i'd be like oh hello tony and it'd be like i don't have anything to say like we're not he, like i think he would say things of like something of like no nah, i'm not gonna like no nah like gave nothing and said like, I don't, I don't really want to be front. Like, oh, thank you. and it was like, Oh, like, Bye. It's also just like I'm a human standing in front of you to your face. Yeah. Like, it's like, this yeah. is just rude. So that felt good. I remember like at the, in the moment, it's like, she's going to leave your ass. Cause we all hate you by the way. And, um, that didn't and then happen. She did it, and then she so... didn't. Um, so that good does happen too. There, folks. <laughs> and guess what? And guess what? That does affect friendships too, because there's nothing. Oh, that's the flip. There's nothing worse than a friend tells you all the shit on how much they hate their fucking boyfriend or girlfriend. And you did, you go in on that hate sesh with them. And then they're like, we're together. And you're like, and now oh, you don't, no. and now you don't like me any anymore, as much anymore. Cause you think, because you baited me with the shit talking. Yeah, you say the thing. It's such a delicate. Well, how uh, are you on the afterwards? Oh, we didn't like that person. Because that to me, that is like, you just keep that to yourself because you did it for my whole relationship. Or you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, it's okay like to not like someone and keep it to yourself. But then when they break up, you don't just go, oh, we're all so relieved. We all didn't like that person. It's like, Oh, well, you could have fucking told me that at one point. Or Ooh, but yeah. that's so hard. That's so hard, too. I've had well, maybe you just maybe you just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, that's what I mean. Or say that's, what, what, I'm that's what I've I done. Think there's ways, I think there's ways where you can say, you know, the way that we are now being. We don't get um, along or yeah. anything like that, you know, mm-hmm. or or you could say, you know, I'm really happy. for You seem happier. You can, you know, I think like uh, couch those things in saying where it's like you probably know that we didn't like this person but i'm also not gonna like rub it in your fit like that right, sort of yeah thing. Like, like oh you just are so you're so you seem happier i'm so happy for you that you're this or whatever whatever it is though i was trying to say like the way that we're i think being it's um, a delicate balance because no one it's one of those things like what you're saying lisa like why could you could have told me that but if you had told them that it would be like it's like there's no winning in it. You just almost have to like, unless it does again get to the point of like abuse or harm. You just have to go. Huh. I, I don't know. I think, I think you can tell people. I really? think you can say. I mean, you don't tell them we all break don't up. like them or whatever. You <laughs> or say you have you to say, break up with them or anything. Yeah, like that never. You works. say I, I thought you know the way they spoke to me was this, or you know mm. I felt it was. I I don't think I don't get a lot of warmth from them. I don't think they really like me. That kind of Ooh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking I notes. Think, 
Well, because it's it's I think all of this is about um, it's not saying that you understand someone's relationship better. It's like your personal feelings about that person, your experience, not saying, oh, I think this person's a bad match for you. I think you're making a bad decision. It's oh, yeah, I I didn't vibe with them. I I don't presume to know your relationship. Not Mm -hmm. my thing. I support I know that you're a consenting adult who has entered into a a thing or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm here to support you, whatever it is. This is my personal opinion. Again, easier said than done. Oh, but I think but usually the- usually yeah. I keep my mouth shut and say, We didn't get to talk very much. I hope good luck. <laughs> well, and that's that's the interesting thing I've talked to to friends who've gotten married and now starting to like sort of think of a guest list is like uh some of these boyfriends and girlfriends that will be there, isn't that They'll just be there, I guess, because that's their partner. Okay. I can't say everyone gets a plus one, but you, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Next. Bye. But everyone's been there. It's common unless they're like toxic and going to ruin the thing. Cause they're, you know, whatever, yeah. then, then yeah. that's it. But, Ooh, no, I, this was, this was helpful. That was a helpful, that was a helpful yeah. tip on like how to politely let a friend know if a partner is or, maybe a little, or a, even, I think maybe even a step better is a like um you seem upset or whatever like i'm not even outside of the relationship too if that is a problem like then it is also like you seem sad you seem drawn the normal are you okay are you okay yeah i don't feel like we're connecting is there something going like whatever it's like as long as you keep it that's what i mean where i'm like you don't want to be mean spirited about the hate which is so easy to lean into them from from for a wench like me sometimes (laughs) I think it has to come from a place of assuming that this person is um like smart and capable and whatever I think anytime like condescending territory where it feels like you don't trust a person's like agency or whatever it's just hard no one's in the mood to receive like in that pit place yeah and like I mean I get it I've been in like things where people have told me after yeah I didn't like that person <laughs> it's like hey oh. that's why I brought it up <laughs> it's like oh fuck um but you know George the jeweler just opened up a can of worms and George the jeweler I love it I love, I love, a, good, I love a good George I love a good George I like curious George too. I love it well you know I got a George in the house I love a George. Georgie Porgy, baby. With the hot um, life advice. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about this. Vok? Void, of course. Void, Ooh. of course. Ooh, that's a good time Did to you... talk about someone's shitty boyfriend. Is during yeah, a void, of right. course, moon. There it is. There it is. That is. He did to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a great time to bring up something controversial. Um, <laughs> I love it. We're talking about Void, of course, Moon again, of course. <laughs> of um, course, again. Of course. Why not? We tried to work during a Merc retro slash Avoid, of course. We recorded during Avoid, of course, Moon, and I don't think we are. I haven't checked, actually. I was too afraid I to check. I don't I know. I was. I, I haven't checked, but I was going to, and I've been feeling it today. That's why I was like, oh, I wonder. I bet it is. I'm well, in a, it might, I'm it in probably a, was at some point today because I'm in a lunar perfection year and uh, you feeling it? I'm feeling the moon all the time. That's why I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like tapped in. No, it's, yeah, it, it it's void. 
of course. Of course. I think that. Um, oh, wait, I... no. It doesn't go. Sorry. It doesn't it's okay. <laughs> oh, wait, until then. Yeah, it is. It's about to. It will go while we're recording. Oh, okay. Well, if we shut off just in the middle of a <laughs> sentence, you'll know Look, why. I, we were told um, cloud recording's good. So, <laughs> and if we're talking about, we'll, we'll go this path a third time. God damn it. Just to give you I was thinking I'd just like a robot completely shut down in the middle of a sentence and be like, I'm done. <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually, we're going to just lead a silent hour and you can just think about the void of course moon and fill in the blanks. Go for it, guys. Starting now. I love fill in the blank for it. I, I think in the last one, I kind of was hating on it, or I don't know if like hating on it's the right term, but I think that with, with topics like this, and I think retrogrades is another one where there's so much caution attached to it when yeah. you read about it. And I think that it's one of those things that makes astrology feel like there are, there's kind of like a class system to it mm -hmm. where there's just this idea that, like certain people could just not work during this or like just because the vibe is off like I cannot show up today which is just such not the world that we currently live in unfortunately mm -hmm. I wish it was I wish there was I wish everyone had a job where they could just say like man the moon's void of course and I'm just kind of <laughs> feeling like chilling today yeah um but it's just not that way for most people and so I caution you listener <laughs> that there will be things that come up that make you feel like oh no did I sign a thing during this or did I start a fucking whatever during this and you'll look back and you'll freak out and it's okay we all have to do stuff during this mm -hmm. maybe not the best time if you're planning something it's maybe not the best time to advise people to do stuff but there's still a life that has to be lived despite what is going on in the sky. Absolutely. Totally. And I think this is a good reminder, you know, of everything you said, but also this idea of like, the point of astrology isn't to like never have problems in your life ever or to always do things perfectly timed. And uh, whatever. like we don't have, we, there's never, there's never a perfect quote unquote, like, chart or moment there are always mitigating factors there are always these things there and we're always weighing out to the best of our ability what we can do but that is like life in general this idea that we're never gonna be in a situation where something isn't you know a little off in some respect and it's like mm -hmm. how do we how do we know when something's off and how do we calibrate accordingly so yeah definitely have you have you seen that yoga meme where and this is like something that my my old yoga instructor at yoga works who was like a russian gymnast Ooh. um like in the junior team or whatever who had a horrifying you know experience with that yeah um and she would always say like no don't take child's pose you don't get to take child's pose you can't what you have a bad day you could just drop to your knees like no finish the class like you you can't whatever and it's like it, it, in that way of like to push you through this class and like I'm not going to push you further than you can go kind of like instruction not in the way of like a Russian yeah. like coach right mm -hmm. but there is that like meme that's very popular too where it's just a lady in the grocery store doing child's pose and it says like I, my my yoga teacher said I could take child's pose whenever I want yeah and it's like yeah you can but like 
it's disgusting on the floor there. Like, (laughs) like, it's just like, it's just ill-advised. Like there are certain times when maybe you need a break, but you just need to like get to your car if you can. Yes. Well, and even like thinking of like this, you know, planning every little thing for the internet. And I know a lot of us astroheads, since there's so much more access to this stuff too, like love my honeycomb planner, love all my, you know, planetary hours. I love looking at this stuff, but like, I I love that we three also are very pro reflective, you know, use of like, oh, that makes more sense. Like that was when it was void, like, or maybe if there is really something really important and you don't want to risk it, we can then have these ephemerises to plan ahead. But even like, Again, looking at my the wedding date that I've always had in my mind, I just love the first weekend of October. I think it's sexy, knowing that it's Mercury retrograde, and then casting the chart. It was like, okay, what time should I get married? Like I've never like now I'm such an astro head that I can like do this stuff. And guess what? Pluto's got to be somewhere. <laughs> you know, yeah, Uranus so has to be disappear off the chart. Yeah, yeah, Uranus has to be somewhere. Fuck it. Mars is going to be so, like, they're all going to be in different places. And I think we, yeah, I think also just like vibing to what looks and feels good to you too, like checks out in a lot of ways. Like I remember the first time I like reorganized my crystals based on like a, like a guide thing. And I think those guides can definitely be helpful. And there's some that I still use, but I was one for like money stuff and I moved my crystals and then it just didn't feel right. So I think too, just like if, if like we can go by the guides, but also there's just things that like naturally work with us. And so I, yeah, if you see, if you have a hot date with someone that you're really excited about, but it's a void of course moon, like don't fucking cancel your date, please. Like please do void of course moon stuff. That's the lesson is we don't, we don't rearrange our whole life around astrology. We take the theme of the day and say, oh shit, like the moon's void of course, like maybe we shouldn't plan out four fucking different places and how we're going to get there and schedule Ubers for it and all right. of that kind of stuff. Like it's more Work of a, with it. yeah, let's go walk around somewhere, see, see what, where we find have a thing. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I think that the goal of everything isn't, is to be able to be attuned to how you are experiencing things and mm. respond accordingly it's not you know the reason we pay attention to void of course moons again is to not isn't to uh avoid all mistakes it's to know like it's it's important to listen to our cycles and listen to what Ooh. what it is that we are needing to experience that day it's not good it's not because it's it's not the moon that's making us uh you know our business fail or what doesn't make us do anything it's that it's that we are tired and what we should do if we're able to again absolutely agree with all of the class things that's absolutely an asterisk next to everything we say um in terms of this one absolutely know that people aren't able to make their own schedules in a lot of cases and and do this but like if you want to take a nap and what you do is decide to do a bunch of new paperwork you probably aren't in the best space because what you really need is a fucking nap. So you're sleepy, you're rushing, you're not looking, you're whatever. It's not because like, it's not uh, fated to fail just because the moon is a specific place. It's because it's reflective of our own internal need for rest and stepping aside and letting our minds go blank and not, and, and going with the flow or 
wandering around and not forcing a thing that isn't suited for the cycle when we when we have the option to do so. Again, sometimes we don't have the option and we have to work when we're tired. We have to do all of those things. And then we give, if we know about something like a void of course moon, we can give ourselves grace and say, oh man, I really would like to be resting right now. Unfortunately, I have to work, but I'm going to be gentle with myself because I know I need a nap right now. So, and I have to work. So I'm going to be extra careful because I know I'm tired and likely to make mistakes. Should we yeah. like say what this is real yeah. quick? Yes. And then, <laughs> then we'll go, so, we'll dig in. So but no, we, I, I'm, I'm, I, I vibe on all this and I'm, I'm just glad we can. I know, like, again, there's people that will elect every fucking, you know, when they take a shit and like when they do all the things. And I think it's, it should be fun and not, do me like let's not doom yeah. ourselves it's there's the enough doom it's there's the enough doom with like your engagement or with any of that kind of stuff like are you gonna look at that day and look back and say oh what happened during mercury retrograde <laughs> like no <laughs> you're gonna no, you're gonna not. be like that was the most fucking fun yeah so now, don't don't mm-hmm. like let astrology talk you into a negative mindset okay i my laptop did die and my internet was fucked and all the other mercury things did ha- mercury retrograde things did happen but no, the engage like that was a that's a blip, and again, the full circleness of just like solidifying this message is was is is there, and I think yes, we don't. If we feared Mercury retrogrades, it's like what it's like a quarter of the year. Like what could well, like? Also, there's no way we can do it. Also, you know, all of those things happened. But it's also like a different. Never mind. I'm gonna go on, off on too far, of a, <laughs> too far of a tangent. Reeler in, reeler, about, reeler back in. Reeling myself. We'll come back. In. We'll probably come back there. It'll we'll come see. up. Well, also, I'm like, it's just, it's just again, like phil, astrological philosophy of like, yeah, but it's not again, like if you know that's gonna happen, knowing it's gonna happen doesn't change anything. It still has to happen. It's about how you experience it, how it upsets you, how much it. And you off of your course, you know, about Mercury retrograde and these things happen to you. So you knew to go, okay, this sucks. And this is the time when these things happen. This This is so annoying. Yeah. Or I'm going to say, I'm really anxious right now because this brings up these things, but you're using the time. Like, thank God I knew about fucking Uranus and Taurus and to save my fucking money because I figured that like a lot of money shit was going to be up in the air in general with this fucking Taurus stuff that's happening, not just like directly on my needle chart, but for us societally. So I was, I was prepared. Like I was like, it sucks, but prepared, but yes, micro tangent. We love to see it folks. We love it. (laughs) Void of course, moon. We've talked about some of the, uh, metaphysical the meanings the associations but what it literally is is as you know the moon goes through the entire zodiac in about 28 and a half days it spends about two and a half days in each sign on its way through um but it changes signs and during that time when the moon stops aspecting does its last aspect in the sign previous and before it reaches the next aspect it's going to make once it changes signs that is a void of course so it's when the moon is not aspecting anything um it's not as i initially thought of it as kind of like that liminal space in between it's it's it can last a few minutes it can last hours um some of the longest ones have been up to 48 hours although that is pretty rare but uh it's it's not that it's not in any sign because there is no like 
uh, empty, negative empty time. There, even though I like that, I I feel like there is. Sorry, symbolic. folks. Moon Moon ain't in any sign right now. Check that yeah. later. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's, it's, it's it's crossing the cusp. It's yeah. transitioning, and those mm-hmm. are, you know, thinking of Brett like sleeping yeah. as the perfect example for your day transitioning. Yes. You know. Yeah, so it is still that like transitional, but it it the reason for the varying times is that it will take differing times before the moon starts to aspect something depending on where the rest of the planets are. So this uh you know one of the last times I checked on a border course moon it was it was probably you know a 2 hour or so because the sun was at 1 degree of Pisces and it was the moon was going into Gemini so it was going to start aspecting pretty immediately. So that's a real fast void of course moon if the sun or any other planets are at later degrees in that next sign or or the sign uh however it's being aspected it'll take a little bit longer but it's that time so this happens again maybe a few minutes every two and a half days maybe a few hours every two and a half days but every two and a half days um we experience what a al h morrison describes as uh, a time Every couple of days, there comes a time which is best used for subjective, spiritual, non-material concerns like prayer, yoga, play, psychiatry, or passive experience, sleep, or meditation. So what's ideal in that time? Because the moon is just kind of floating on its own, not really in any kind of context with the other planets, is that um, like a retrograde period, it is not well suited for signing things, starting things. you know, announcements, big, big meetings, big, you know, any, anything that's requiring us to be kind of really with it and, and attuned. Yeah. Yeah. -hmm. Because we are likely to feel like the moon herself kind of just floating out there and not really (laughs) attached to things. I really like this idea of it being like out of context because I think it is, um, to me explains why you would not want to sign something or start something because you are just kind of getting one piece of data isolated not and you don't know like when you really like a piece of furniture and then you bring it home like it's it you don't know how it looks in your room yet and it's that thing of like if it's not aspecting anything then we're just getting like a feeling or a, a we have a desire for something but we don't know. So you're like, oh, you meet someone maybe during a void of course moon and you really have a connection, but then you have like nothing. You find them attractive, but you just don't have anything in common. There's no context for them in your life or whatever. Or or like you work completely different schedules. They live, they're just visiting from town or something like that. Like it's just too, you're not attached. Yeah. Well, your moon's just getting no influence. It's yeah. getting no influence. Well, not your moon, like the, you know, the mundane moon is not getting any influence. It's not getting a square from Mars. You know, it's not getting a sextile from Mercury. It's just its own moon. So like, I don't know. I think about that. Like if my moon, if like an Aries moon was floating in space untethered and it was just a pure little Aries moon for like two hours or a day, like, the moon changes its feelings all the time. So it makes sense that we want to nap and that there's brain fog and that we're like, what do I feel about this? Because there's no influence. Cause I do think the moon can be moved a little more easily than a lot of the other planets where I think 
you know, Mars and Venus really have a stronghold in what they need and what they want. You know, Mercury can kind of, you know, adapt to whoever it's communicating with, but the moon, it's our, it's our feelings, it's our emotional space. And then this is the moon for all of us folks. So I think it's just like, I love thinking of it as just it's on its own. So like, let it be on its own. Like maybe this well, is like time for alone time too, or like those, introspective time. <laughs> those things too, that they suggest like yoga, meditation, play is a space where you are just allowed to feel the feeling or like have mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be meditation. You're just going inward and seeing what comes up. It doesn't need context because we're going to just be with ourselves or be with our breath in yoga, just moving in and out. We're just, to, we, all that is being asked of you is to like exist and be in these positions and be with yourself exactly as you are. So you can see why in, when there is no context to the moon, the best thing to do is things where you just are trying to be just kind of be your feel, feel what you're feeling and be able uh, to use that. Yeah. I, I also, I'm using the complete idiot's guide to astrology and um, it, it, uh, uses the analogy of swimming against the tide, which as a swimmer, I very much enjoy. Um, so thinking, thinking about that and, you know, thinking about how we can turn things around and swim with the tide or, you know, swim back towards shore, let, let things carry us. It also kind of talks about, um, it, it talks about it as a gestation period, but it also talks about that, there may be something with your, the thing that you're doing, whatever project or work or whatever thing that you may be doing during that time, that since it's unaspected, it's like the person who would be the best fit is missing, where it's like, oh, that's like the day that your boss isn't there to tell you, like, this thing needs to be done or whatever. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the day that you end up like having to take initiative on your own in a weird way and things don't get complete because there wasn't a task list or because of other things. Um, So I thought that was very interesting thinking of like those aspects being the influence that could be there and just being missing. Um, It also provides a list of things that um, are good to do that are a little bit more active, which I, I like because I think they are things you could do within your work or if you're a person who has to work on someone else's schedule and time, like these are things that I think are a little bit more active work. Um, it says re- research, gather information, brain- brainstorm ideas, catch up on old paperwork, do your filing, write status reports, where are we at now? Clean, mm. clean, read or- Clean, re- yeah. Clean is a good clean, one. Clean's always the answer. You can always get, like, I feel like you always get recognition at work if you're the clean one. Um, reading, reviewing old ideas, and then of course, um, getting centered, uh, or just enjoying yourself. Well, I love that too, because I think that those are all great reminders that it's also not just a time to like sleep or rest. It's, it's just, again, like a quiet Mm. period. Like I had, I, and I like that of like catching up on old paperwork, catching up on doing cleaning, doing those things that like you also cleaning also kind of has to happen when no one else is there and and you can like move no one needs to be using the stuff I had this image in my head of like if you're the person that opens at your job like you're still working but like you get to do all of the things that you need to do to the place before the customers have to be there and interact and need it available to them you can you can lift things up and move stuff around 
Um, so I think it also can be a time when you can really focus on something or get caught up. And if you think about the cycle, I feel like it happens on like the, if we're scaling things, retrogrades happen, uh, you know, every three to four times a year. And we get a mini period where we have to, which also retrogrades also are that time when you can catch up on paperwork or do the things that you've been putting off. We also get a small period every two and a half days where we have to catch up a little bit where you have to like if i i think two days is about the amount of time that you could like let dishes sit before (laughs) you'd have to be like okay this is becoming a problem i'm out of dishes yeah or like or it's molding yeah or it's yeah or it's gross or it's something like that but also we just and we just know too it's like you didn't want to do it tonight you didn't want to do it tomorrow today's the day today's today's the day we uh, yeah all of those things like and and it's just again being I really like this idea of it just helping us to feel more in tune with what our own natural cycles are as individual like what what is your timeline what do you need to do during those things and obviously it will change depending on where the moon is and where it's transiting in your in your chart too and why why then thinking that retrograde periods are longer and in one area of the chart because it's like yeah you get a little reset mm-hmm. every every house every 30 days but then like you can only do so much in those periods and then we need a longer period to do stuff and so on and so forth oh that's an, i didn't i i mean this is like very dub but like thinking about where the void of course moon not only just by sign but like where it is ha- you know transiting your house too is like can be information of like where do we need to like scale back. I don't I'm just thinking like the moon untethered probably wants to do moon stuff and not do stuff that is very forced or very active. And yes, we all have worked. We have guaranteed money. We've all worked during void, of course, moon. And then we're going to have void, of course, customers who are all also like feeling like they don't know what they want or they don't know what they want to order. or They're not really sure. So I think it's just an awareness of like, yes, we all are not Maybe we're easily influenced or we don't know what our influence is even at right now. So um, I don't know. I think I like I think the thing I do like about retrogrades and this is it's a nice reminder of being graceful to ourselves of like, yeah, no one wants to be doing this life thing, by the way. Like no one wants to be no one wants to be grinding. I mean, maybe like Patrick Bateman does, but like no one wants to be grinding and no one wants to be doing this thing. So like let's all like scale it down. We're all going through global trauma right now. If you see on your calendar, this Sunday's a fucking void on your little honeycomb calendar. There's Sunday's void, of course, moon. And you've been wanting a, a fucking Stardew Valley video game day or like a, you know, a movie day. Like, I think it's just like a great reminder and permission of doing those. I know drink self-care things that are, you know, sometimes just being indulgent with being cozy. Like I like I, I'm a tourist for fuck's sakes. Like I love a void. Like, oh, be cozy. OK, on it. I think. The moon doesn't have retrogrades either because of like mm-hmm. the planetary cycles, right. which is so interesting that, you know, thinking of ancient astrologers just looking into the sky and that, you know, I sometimes I'm so removed from it because we're reading and I'm looking at glyphs on natal charts and things like that, where it's like, oh yeah, it moves in one direction. Like they knew mm-hmm. that then that it would never go retrograde. But that's still there was periods of rest due to aspecting. It's just so interesting. Um, yeah. I do have some spooky, scary statistics. Yes, yay! Um, <laughs> that I want to give. Because <laughs> I did a warning 
about them, I think. I hope I did. Anyway, the, this is the part where you might go, oh, God, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. So if you're one of those people that needs not to hear that today. It means episodes over. Ahead. Bye. We'll see you next <laughs> go week. Ahead and, yeah, go ahead and, like, you know, go like and subscribe. Yeah, and if you're a doom you scroller, and, the episode yeah, ends just, here. It's, it's okay. Like, you don't have to go back and, and hurt yourself with this information. Um, the Complete Idiot's Guide to Astrology um it mentions a wall street journal publication of an article and i did try to locate this wall street journal article i couldn't find it i have no idea why or how it's archived um it was probably published on avoid a course moon it's been scrubbed possibly it says that the article surveyed 1,400 businesses that all started under the same astrological cycle, one that quote-unquote randomly occurs two to three times per week and lasts anywhere from minutes to hours to two days. And that the meaning of the cycle being nothing will come of it, and it says that all 1,400 of the businesses went bankrupt. Boo. So, and it was the Void of Course Moon. Well... Idiots. I, mean, <laughs> I no, also have should. some yes. presidential candidates. Dewey, Nixon versus Kennedy in 1960. Goldwater and McGovern were all nominated during Void Moons and lost their elections. In 1972, Nixon was elected under the cycle, the term he resigned. And President Ford... Um, was sworn in under it and they say they use a problematic term that we discussed in the other episode but i'm not going to say on this one um but they mentioned that he didn't do much with his presidency do you know who else okay i found i remembered this from last time and so i thought i maybe was getting the same facts on our void of course um, episode, our, on our, void our literal episode. void of course episode um, okay, so this statistic is from Rachel Stewart Haas, um, and she says, yeah, same thing. In every, president, every presidential election from 1900 through 1972, one of the two major party con- candidates was nominated with the moon void, of course. Every one of those candidates nominated with the moon void, of course, lost. Um, oh. Uh, exa- early recent examples are john Kerry's 2004 nomination and al gore's 2000 nomination came in void of course moons so did president barack obama's 2012 nomination which is interesting um Hmm. thinking of it as like he still got the nomination but also we i feel like everybody the the difference between 2008 and 2012 was so that like it was uh, a different vibe and he won sure. he won handily if i remember correctly like we found out pretty quickly but also it felt like people just weren't as excited people and, had already decided though that's the void of yeah thing that's where it's like it people were like yeah of course he won whatever and then he also just i don't know if it's less just thinking about him just like trying so hard to get everything passed and like just not Obviously, we know there are other reasons for why that happens, but just thinking of that as like, oh, well, it was like a void, of course. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I mean, most of the time for reelection, like, it's very rare to not win again. 
like yes. or to have to put up like much of a fight so you hear that republican yeah you lost mm-hmm. you like, like that's you like, lost oh that's like this funny part of like you know the last like when i st- when I, I when i was out in the desert i saw someone wearing a patch i was like he lost like he's like a trade up oh but they loser. love losers they love them they want their statues i was like impeached twice and not didn't get a second term cool dude very very cool um but no but uh, 2012 was way different energy yeah. and like now that it was i mean it was just i think we were all just like yeah like liberal life whatever like i guess there's still guantanamo Bay still open so like nothing's changed and here we are yeah um from lunarium another uh opposite side of this which we kind of alluded to by saying at the beginning of talking about exes and um, Mm. when to tell people you think their spouses suck (laughs) Um, this is from lunarium.co.uk and they say uh, the author quotes um, Estelle Daniels uh, book Moonsign book and there's an article called using the void of course moon and quoting from that Estelle says during a void moon, you should not sign a contract, make plans, close a deal, or start a project. Basically, anything which you want to have a concrete real-world result should not be started, si- signed, or sealed. If you do these things, they will never get off the ground, never materialize. You'll have to redone. They will have so many problems as to be setbacks, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, any- but if you want to drop a bombshell and have fewer repercussions in the long term, in the long run during the void of course moon is the time to do it uh the spooky example of this is <laughs> ronald reagan who we have discussed on the podcast before as being a user of i mean elected astrology. everything let's be let's be that man elected mm-hmm. every fucking thing ronald reagan was known as the teflon president who never got blamed for any of the bad stuff because they were careful to schedule presidential news conferences where he would answer hard questions about nasty controversial topics during void moons bonkers even even in doing this shit i I know so i'm like that's a great one um if you're canceled hot tip Get canceled. Get, get the void this. Of <laughs> yeah, void. Of course, you'll be you'll be right back out. This the the author notes this um, that even in an August 1988 uh, television interview when Nancy Reagan admitted on television that she used astrology, it was during a void moon and it kind of blew over as a story too. Like no one called them weirdos the story because itself. no one cared. Yeah, there was I watched it in the Reagan's documentary. There Which was some watch. blowback, but it really came mostly like after his pre- it was fairly inconsequential. And they also made so many excuses for Ronald not being into it. So I think it it's hey, here's a question. That- did they sorry, did they were they like I, I, I guess every president kind of does this. Did they like pose as Christian or like what was the, like was there a Christian versus yes. astro people combat that was afoot because i could see that happening N- not like i mean it, but it, it was it was definitely that they were christian but also that they are just like rational reasonable that's more like just conservative but definitely a christian component absolutely mm, okay. in this documentary do they talk about astrology a lot or is it they do a whole episode on it it's not just about the astrology but they do do a, pretty much a whole episode on it. Um, Dude, it, also, I can't wait. there's a. There's right, also I watch. 
I'm gonna um, watch it. I want to watch because I hate the I hate the Reagans, and so like I mean, it's not pro Reagan. I'm guessing. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, okay, but I also think it also as someone who has grown up in a liberal household. I mean, capital L lib like uh, Democratic household. I'll change it. Um, I still was under the impression that Ronald Reagan was pretty harmless or was like, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. For a while. And, and watching this documentary really put into context, a lot of these things and these void, of course, moon things totally fit because he does have such, such a clean image. I feel like I've, he's someone that I've learned about in a bunch of different contexts. And yet I still, I still don't like, connect yeah. all the like it still is a hard one to i don't know put all together but yeah definitely recommend that also um chris the astrology podcast did an episode with um uh one of the like an author of a book on joan quigley who is the astrologer um, that was also pretty that was more about her they that's why i'm like they don't get deep into the actual astrology per se in this episode because mm-hmm. it's not that but it's it's, it's still, not that accessible I need the. I need the. We'll like, make one. We'll make yeah. it. Let's do it. Say, That'll be our thing. And don't yeah, take it. Hey, we're yeah, busy, we're but we're not it. that busy. Okay. Don't take it. But also, like for some reason, if you're like an executive at Showtime and you're thinking about making a Joan Quigley like doc, like we're around. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We're happy to discuss. Because like I, I just that's the like that's the in such the interesting part of the ring is like like that they're well they're hollywood like that's the thing that's no so when hollywood. you see them when they're you see so hollywood it, they are so hollywood it makes so much fucking sense and it's the same that's with so with sense. the orange one when everyone's like i mean i'm now i want to know i wonder if if the orange one used just probably not but like maybe he accidentally used astrology just happened to do these things during these like lucky times it's very possible that he consulted yeah. someone they well, have, also there's is, there's spiritual people on the evil side. are they both sad rising yeah all right case Zero closed sad <laughs> rising man just that jupiter like i don't know it's working wait no <laughs> isn't trump sag moon leo rising leo rising okay i knew there was sag still, in the mix yes it's still it's the this is where i got the still um, serial killers <laughs> still, <laughs> still still where did i oh no that i think this was just from the astrology podcast but i looked into it because i was watching the reagans at the same time i brought this up it's um strong like cancer placements too oh um, okay it's like could, american freaks um, don't even mess with my country American <laughs> values baby and Trump has I believe Mars and maybe Venus too and one of them is like at the Amer- like an America degree sure. oh whoa we gotta I do mean, a political episode Let me I know. Know. I'm kind of yeah. I'm I'm super down I would love to have like a like a an I expert not, not that I need an expert but I would I would be intrigued really cool you know who would actually be good at this Pablo he's fuck he was a history major he knows every single thing about every single president so we could just ask him those dumb questions of like did they enact a law about that he 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 rattles it off and go, that's my fiance by the way who knows all this stuff he's yeah. a history he like knows like about world war one he knows about like for like domestic policy of the 80s like he knows all like anytime there's a thing he like knows that's why he doesn't want to watch reagan's he's like i know everything they've done and they're evil he's like i don't this nothing no history doc ever shocks him because that was his study yeah virgo virgo stellium he knows it um but so i mean fun of course i have fun but more extra stuff to just bonus contents yeah it's just something where 
you know, if you're able to do, I think it's that where it's, it's just like retrogrades. It's like anything, like we've been saying, it's not something to be scared of. It's just something that's another reminder to be in tune with ourselves and to be kind to ourselves, give ourselves what we need when we can and be gentle with ourselves when we can't get what we need. Yeah. It's a, it's like almost like, like, Oh, yay. Like, I think a lot of the times when I've had friends be like, is Mercury in Gatorade or something? And then it's like, definitely not Mercury retrograde. Maybe it was a void of course moon. So not that we need to have excuses, but I think it's like, Oh, few. it's not just, there are days where everyone sucks and where no one knows what they want and you don't know what you want. And all you want to do is fucking lay the fuck down. Or maybe all you want to do is be indulgent and feel the good moon sort of things. And yeah, the world makes us not do a lot of that stuff all the time. We don't, we don't go functioning like an untethered moon. We're very tethered to the reality of the world and how lovely let her float, let her float out there. I think that question too is seeking connection where it's Mm -hmm. like, is everyone else feeling it too? So I think that even when those things, like, I know they feel irritating to me sometimes where I'll be like, Oh, this person, like they only come to me when they have like a problem. They want me to tell Mm -hmm. them it's about astrology, but it's like, at the end of the day, what they're asking you is, is, am I okay? Like, is Mm -hmm. everyone feeling this too? So. Mm -hmm. Yes. So connect. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fog it up. Well, we did, we did it. it. We did it again. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask, I think it's it also. Again. Oh, I also just thought of like why void, of course. It's like when you ask, is the moon void? And it's like, of course it is. Void, of course. <laughs> of course. Well, void. honestly, it probably is. is. It's like, void, of course. It, it voids a lot. So, like, don't be like, oh my God, it's void. It's like, yeah, it's like always fucking yeah. void. Yeah, it goes void. Wait, someday. was the moon void? Of course. Is there That's a website? Like- is there a website? Like there should be like is the moon We should make that. Okay, I'll cut this out because oh, someone's gonna steal that. Okay. Right, Anyways, well. well, don't hopefully the voids don't moon while you're listening our- and you won't will be too lazy to do it. So don't, yeah, don't steal our ideas, but do to keep listening. Um we like we need to re-listen back to our whole catalog because we've had so many ideas, like we've yeah. had so many quick pitches that we are like, don't steal that. Okay, bye. Actually, Actually, it's okay. Just make sure you cut us in. Yeah, actually, can you remind us any uh, hot pitches we've done during this? Yeah, podcast? or or do it and just make us um give us a percentage. Creator credit. Yeah, exactly. I would love a lot to- of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, uh, you can buy the idea from us. How's that? Yeah, there we go. That's a better way. Um, do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Settled. We'll see-, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign?